Let's uh, turn our Bible uh, to Haggai 1, chapter 1, and I'm going to read you uh, from 1 to 15. Uh, so it, it's, it's, a, it's from Old Testament, if you go between Jephani and Jechariah, uh, uh, there is a Haggai, it's a very small, small book, it's only two chapters, but I'm not going to cover everything, uh, I will uh, try to cover only uh, one chapter or a little bit more, we'll, we'll see. So uh, let's, uh, let's read. Uh, I'll read for you guys. Uh, Haggai chapter 1, 1 to 15, I'll read for you guys. In the second year of Tyrus, the king, on the first day of the sixth month, the word of the Lord came by the prophet Haggai to Jerubbabel, the son of Seattle, the governor of Judah, and to Joshua, the son of Jehudadik, the high priest, saying, Thus says the Lord of hosts, this people says the time has not come even the time for the house of the Lord to rebuild. Then the word of the Lord came by Haggai, the prophet, saying, It is time for you yourself to dwell in your panel houses while this house, is, uh, this house lies desolate. Now therefore, thus says the Lord of the host, Consider your ways. You have sown much, but harvest little. You eat but there is no enough to be satisfied. You drink, but there is no enough to become drunk. You put on clothing, but no one is warm enough. And he who earns, earns wages to put into a purse with hole. Thus says the Lord of hosts, consider your ways. Go to the mountains, bring wood and reveal the temple, and that I may be pleased with it and be glorified, says the Lord. You look for much, but behold, it comes to little when you bring it home. I, I blow it away. Why? Declares the Lord of hosts. Because of my house, which is lies desolate, while each of you runs to his own house. Therefore, because of you, the sky has withheld its dew, and the earth has withheld its produce. I call for the drought on the land, on the mountain, on the grains, on the view wine, uh, on, on the new wine, on the oils, on what the grounds produces, on men, on cattle, and on all the labors of your hands. Then Jerubal, the son of Seattle, and the son of uh, Joshua, the son of Jehodadak, the high priest, with all the remnant of the people, obeyed the voice of the Lord their God, and the word of Haggai, the prophet, as the Lord their God ha had sent him, and the people saw it reverence for the Lord. Then Haggai, the messenger of the Lord, spoke by the commission of the Lord to the people, saying, I am with you, declares the Lord. So the Lord stirred up the spirit of Jerubbabel, the son of Seattle, the governor of Judah, the spirit of Joshua, the son of Jehoradak, the high priest, and the spirit of all the remnant of the people. And they came and worked on the house of the Lord of the host, their God. And on the 20, uh, 24th days of the sixth month, in the second year of Darius, the king. So here is the, um, the story that I, I read already. But before that, I want to go back and a little bit uh, give you the backgrounds uh, of, the uh, of the story, actually. There is more background in the book of Ezra. If you go, you will find there uh, uh, is linked together. So uh, in 586 B.C., Babylon's army destroyed uh, the temple of Jerusalem. 
You perhaps remember that uh, Temple of Jerusalem, the beautiful temple which has been uh, you know, built by the King Solomon. And it was so glorious, beautiful. And if you read uh, you know, uh, uh, how was the temple, it, it really was unique and glorious in its own way. You know? uh, and uh, and that it was beautiful. But what happened is, um, so in 85 BC, Babylon's army destroyed the Temple of Jerusalem. And uh, they destroyed everything, destroyed the city. And not only that, they took captive all the people. Almost like 50,000 to uh, more people have been captive. And, and the thing is, they have to remain in captivity for a long period of time. We are talking about seven 70 uh, years of captivity. And you can imagine how that must be hard, right? Living under, uh, which is not your home, not your country. And you, you, you probably know how the pain was you, they were going through, you know. And, and, but, you know, uh, even though they were in captivity, Lord really, you know, heard their cry. Probably they prayed with Lord God, we want to return back to our own land, and, you know, we want to worship you again. In the, uh, those, used to be those days, we want to be back and uh, serve you, Lord, and give us that privilege. Probably many of them, I bet they cried to God, and they, I bet they prayed. And, and, you know, and the beauty of one thing is God always answers our prayer, right? Maybe not in my time, but in God's time. And here it goes, after 70 years, God, you know, heard their prayer, and uh, during the reign of King Cyrus, they are allowed, the king allowed to go back to their hometown or at Jerusalem, uh, and, and, you know, they, he, uh, he allowed them to go back and to serve uh, and to rebuild their temples with all the things they need. And almost like uh, 50,000 people are moved by the Spirit of God, and they went back to rebuild the temple. If you read the book of Ezra, there is more details on it. I will not go there. But 50,000 people, is a great number of people were moved. It's a big number, 50,000 people. And they went back, and they're excited about, you know, to, uh, to do the work. And, and, and you know, uh, they are, uh, when they went there, there was nothing left, actually. The temple, the city, everything was gone, you know. And they have to start from the bottom, scratch, right? They have to start from the scratch. And you know, you know, whenever war happens, and uh, when you go to the city, you have seen pictures, right? Even the earthquake happened, how the city looks, probably very bad, right? Uh, man, how we cannot do this, you know? It comes in your mind, but, you know, when you work together, and it's possible, right? You can rebuild the city. I like, you know, especially Japan was hit by, you know, tsunami and all, but, man, within uh, not even a year, they are, like, so quick to rebuild. Because of their united effort. So here, they go back and um, they started from the scratch. And uh, uh, it was good. They, they, they really hid the word uh, of, of, the, of the Lord. Uh, and they started well. And they started uh, the foundations. Everything uh, was going well. And... Um, but what happened is during the time of the, their laying out the foundation and rebuilding the temple, there come some of their, you know, close, uh, what do you call it, neighbors, you know. The people come like, hey, guys, you are doing a great job. Uh, can we tag along and help you guys out, you know. Uh, can you help you guys out to rebuild? We want to be par uh, part of it too. 
you know, we want to do, uh, help you to build the temple. And, uh, and this group is actually a, a group, the Samaritan group, which is the mix of Jews and others, right? And that, that's become a Samaritan. And this group, I want to tag along with them. And what happened is, but, uh, but these people who uh, went back to rebuild the temple, they said, I think, um, no, uh, we will not allow that to guys to join with us because the temple which we are asked to rebuild, it is, uh, it is God asked to do us, not you guys. So sorry to say that, uh, uh, don't mind, probably they said, nicely probably, uh, you are not allowed to do that, uh, we will do that. And they are upset, you know, they, it's, uh, they get upset and they're like, okay, so you even don't want our help, so guess what, we will try to stop your work. Isn't it that's the way of enemy doing the things when you don't allow in your life to do something and he, will, he wants to get another way, you know, to stop you to grow or whatever, you know. And here, the same thing they did, you know, devils wants to stop the work of the Lord, the building of the temple. And what happened is uh, they write a letter. They are, those days, is, again, the Persian emperor was very powerful. So they wrote a letter to Persian emperors and they said, hey, look. Uh, you know, this group of many Jews came back and they're rebuilding the temples and all city and all. Probably they are going against you. Probably that's what they, perhaps they write them a letter. And what happened is uh, the king write back to this group of people like, hey, whatever you're doing, it needs to be stopped. Otherwise, you guys are in problem, you know. You guys are in problem and you should not do that. And, and you know, as a human tendency, it's always, uh, you know, we fall in a, uh, fear, sneer, and these guys, they really stop the work of the Lord. They stop building. The reason why they have been set free, the reason why they get their freedom to go and rebuild the house of the Lord and uh, uh, rebuild the temple, they really stop. And, and you know, it's almost stopped for how many years? You know, 16 years. We're talking about 70 years before they don't have the temple. This be de- demolished, you know, it desolated. There's nothing left. And again, we're talking about 16 years after they went back to build the temple. Their 16 years is almost like uh, they did nothing. You know, they had stopped building the temples because somebody said, no, you shouldn't do it. They threatened them and, and God works and the temple has been uh, stopped there. And you have to know this that. You know, I mean, the, when I mean the temple is why they needed a temple in Old Testament. Whenever God meets, God used to meet in where? Tabernacle, temple, right? So that was really important for the Old Testament's uh, people to have a temple where they'll go and have fellowship and have that connection, you know, have a, have a fellowship with God. And that was really needed, you know. And 70 years they didn't have that. They, they really longed for it. And when God sent them and they started well, but the problem is here is uh, they stopped because of somebody threatened them, you know. They have a, a, somebody said, don't do it, you know. So they stopped. I, I get that, right? You understand probably. And they stopped the work of the Lord and uh, it's really stopped for 16 years, and w- what a shame, right? W- what, a, what a shame it was. And then comes here, uh, the Haggai star, you know. Then, you know, God probably like, it's enough, you know. It, it's too much, guys, you know, 16 years again I send you. So God is now s- like, it's enough now. Now I'm, I'm going to steer the hearts of the people. I'm going to speak out, and I'm going to tell these people what to do. And here comes, uh, uh, the Haggai begins, uh, you know, here in uh, 
uh, it says in the second year of Darius the king, on the first day of the sixth month, the word of the Lord came by the prophet Haggai. Haggai to Jerubbabel, the son of Cyril, the governor of Judah, and to Joshua, the son of Jodarek, the high priest, saying, Thus says the Lord of hosts, this people says, this, uh, The time has not come, even the time for the house of the Lord to rebuild. So here comes Haggai, God speak through Haggai. God always uses people, the prophet Haggai, and God bring like, it is enough, now I'm going to speak, you know, you need to put that in front of these people, and here God speak. And God bring a message, and he wants to say what he need to be, you know, uh, tell to people. So here he, uh, here he said, you know, and... Um, it, it, it is interesting, you know, when he's uh, here, the lines of second verse, it started with uh, these people, right? It always worried me when God said these people. Isn't it God in throughout the Bible, he said, my people, right? These people, and it started with these people. It's really, it always worried me like, man, these people, God must be like, these people. And he... <laughs> He did that here, these people. Well, it's not that these people are really bad, that they don't want to do, uh, build the house of the Lord. But, uh, you know, but the problem is when they are threatened, they're, they're settled down. You know, they became indifferent. You know, I would say in another part, uh, word, apathetic or whatever. You know, my English is bad. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry for that. So, um, you know, whatever they were driving with, all the things that they're doing, the, the building of the temple was not in their list, by the way. Other things was going. You know, there are lots of things are going on. Uh, but building the temple was not in the list. And they probably, in you know, a word of God, you know, maybe before also some uh, uh, things came up. Probably, perhaps when they walk around from that uh, uh, beautiful houses, they could see there is the temple hasn't been built. And it's, it's like half only foundation is there. Pro- I don't know what was the picture from their house balcony, you know, uh, the beautiful houses, you know. I don't know how it looks for them. Perhaps maybe they were like, man, that's the house of Lord we need to bring. Probably there must be sometimes probably they had that feeling like, man, we, sh- we came to build the house, but we didn't. And that might struck them, right, in their heart. But the thing is, they are so subtle that they're like, um, not, this, not now, probably maybe later. Maybe that comes the, in their heart. I will do it later. That's fine. I'm busy now, you know. You know, I'm a little bit, uh, I need to do a little bit my house remodeling. You know, that's what this says, right? If you uh, go back, uh, it said, uh, you know, in uh, 3, say, it is uh, from 2 hour. Thus says the Lord of hosts, this people says, this people, okay? (laughs) The time has not come even, the time for the house of the Lord to reveal then the word of the Lord came to Haggai the prophet saying, It is time for yourself to dwell in your panel houses while this house lies desolate. So God really bring the word like you say, this is not the time to rebuild the house of the Lord. But guess what? You are building a so 
nice houses. And I'm not talking about a condo house, small houses. It, it, uh, their houses are so beautiful, panel houses. Even uh, when they do those panel houses, probably they have to export uh, or import, uh, you know, to get the wood from somewhere, you know, to panel, to design the houses. So I'm talking about they have really a beautiful houses built, actually, you know. And God is saying, Oh, well, you have time to do your, you know, build your beautiful house, panel houses, but you don't have time to uh, build my house. That's what you are saying. You know, God is like uh, putting to perspective, right? I like it when God really put us in a perspective and put in a situation where it's like, listen, you know, come here, sit down with me. This is what you're doing, you know, God, when God speaks, that's really wonderful. You know, that's really cool. And, and I, I love that when God does that. So here we see that these guys were so busy. Busy with building their houses, probably busy, get busy with caught up with uh, raising children's family, which is not bad, but you know, you caught up, right? With your work. I don't know what, what business they started there, you know, after they're growing. We are talking about 50,000 people probably, uh, another children they had, and they need a school probably, right? Perhaps Maybe they build that, and, and, and I think they are a little bit busy with everything uh, they did. But the thing is here, we see that they stop the building of the houses, but they are busy with their own stuff. And there comes, God say, now therefore, five, thus says the Lord of hosts, consider your ways. And God said, consider your ways. When God said, consider your ways, means uh, God is saying, hey, let's put a thought in what you are doing, you know. What you have been doing and, and what, what's going on in your life. Let's, let's talk about it, you know. Let's, let's talk about it. And, and God said, uh, let's consider, you know, consider your ways. And, and, he, and here in chapter 6, uh, uh, verse 6, he said, you have sown much, but harvest little. You eat, but there is not enough to be satisfied. You drink, but there is not enough to become drunk. You put on clothing, but no one warm enough. And he who earns earn wages to put into a purse with holes. It seems like they're really successful, right? The way uh, six, uh, you know, describe about them, right? While you're living in panel houses, everything, but guess what? There is no blessing, there is no satisfaction, there is no peace, no joy that you should have uh, you know, in your life. You can clearly see that there is no blessing, but even though there is not those things are there, you still want to continue, you still want to work hard for your life and for the things that which don't bring you satisfaction that you haven't seen for 16 years, you know. And he said, uh, you know, I like it. He said, you have sown much. It's not that they haven't invested, right? They've sown much. I mean, probably they work so hard. And they probably must be sown seed in so many, so bigger acres of lands and everything to have more yields uh, uh, of fruits and fruits and all vegetation. But guess what? They didn't get it. They worked so hard to build their everything. But uh, the outcome was pretty bad. The situation where they were in is pretty bad. So basically we see there is no blessing. And God is saying like, hey, think what you have been doing. 
think where you are right now. And that was really cool eye-opening for me. And here is the thing, like, what I want to bring you guys today is, uh, you know, our priorities is really important, you know. What is your priority in our life? You know, where we're running, after what? You know, is this really God is willing what, what he said, you, you God has sent. I believe God has sent you with everyone with the missions, right? God has choose you for something, and you need to figure out that. If you don't know and you are like, I don't know why God put me here, why I, am, I, I accepted Jesus Christ. But know this, that I want to tell you one thing that God surely has put you and bring you here to know him, to love him. is one thing for sure that he has created you to worship him. That is really for sure. If you don't get it, like, oh, for what? And you are in confused. Know that God has created to worship him. First and most important it is, all, it is called a general calling for everyone. Then maybe a special calling you have. Somebody wants to, God wants to use you as an evangelist. Some, uh, God wants to use you, uh, I don't know, uh, as a preacher, teacher, whatever. You know, missionary. There's so many special calling maybe God will give. But know that if you are confused that, you know, why God called me for? Definitely God call you to worship him first. The priority is really important, you know. As I said, these people are not that they are bad, you know, but they just forget that why, the, why they, God sent them. And because of the things that are happening, happen in their life, they completely forget about it and they just get involved in, caught up with other things, you know. And today's life also, uh, it might happen to us too. To me, always I caught up with so many things. And for me, sometimes I get so much busy in the ministry rather than ministry uh, busy with God, you know. I caught up with those things, you know, sometimes i like, man, what I'm doing, you know, sometimes it can be, you know, ministry can be hindrance, as I said, anything can be hindrance in our life. We caught up, and, and here, but you know, God have his way of, God have a sense of humor, God, God knows how to deal with it, God knows how to do with it, and here he said, you have sown much, but harvest little, you eat, well, you eat, but, you know, but it does, it's not enough for you, you know. And enough and to be satisfied. Satisfaction, right? That's important. It comes from God. And, and they didn't have that. They drink, but they, uh, you know, never affect anything. They put cloth, but no one is warm enough. And he, he who earns, earns wages to put into purse of all. Just guess. Just think about it. You earn so much. You work hard for, you know, your uh, extra money and all. And 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 the end of the day, you come back home and say, I put it in my pocket. You're excited about it. Go home and look for it. And it's gone because you have a hole in the pocket. How do you feel about that? God is like, ah, eh, you know, <laughs> your hard work, cool, you know, it's gone. <laughs> How do you feel about that? That same thing happening to them, you know, here like, God is like, boom. And you know what? When we, uh, when we become a self-centered Christian, we, even though we labor so much hard, but you will not going to have this blessing. You know, that's really important. God have a way, you know. For us, might be God will like, your washing machine is broke, you know, break down and like um, your freeze is not working. Your car is like broke in the middle of somewhere, you know, like, oh, why is this happening, you know? Well, God has a sense of humor. 
to do it in such a way, you know, God, God, God always teaches us. So here, God speak to these people. And I hope and I, I pray to God that this new year when you, you know, this is the crazy, right? This is crazy. Uh, we are end up in today uh, is the last day actually we are in. And we'll hit it in 2018. And think about it. Isn't it God lead you and feed you, uh, you know, all this year and God haven't protected you and God has given you what you wanted. When you choose to obey God, when you choose to follow God, is it God uh, was short with you anytime? No, I don't think so. Like God is always with you and God has lead you. And this is 2017 is almost there. What a good God. When I look back like, ah, how I did that, you know? How that was possible. And, you know, I hope you will celebrate that and thank, be thankful to God. And, again, you will think about it as it says, consider your ways. And, and you know, the consider your ways uh, in this uh, um, book of Haggai is consider word was almost mentioned four times. And God, when God says four times, that's important, right? When somebody says one, two, three times, that's really important. And I think it's it definitely we should really take heed of it. And here, these people make excuses for 16 years not building the temple of God. In fact, it is very important aspect of their life that that is important that where they will go dwell with God, have in the presence of God, they will meet God, have a fellowship with God. But there are 16 years they have been away from it and they are just staying calm in their houses and they are saying, now, Chilata, yeah, that's right, we need to build, but we'll do it, you know, kind of things. Many times, uh, that definitely, you know, same thing uh, in my life, our life, probably, you know, we do that. You know, when it comes to our work, when it comes to our job, we are so passionate about it. I want to earn some money, and, uh, you know, I will work hard even over time. Even over time, I want to do, I want to do extra things, you know, uh, for when it comes for me. When it comes for the Lord, Lord, I'm tired. Lord, I'm busy. Lord, I need to do this first. You know, I sometimes caught up on that. Sometimes I feel like that, you know. Lord, I'm busy right now. Not now. Maybe, maybe tomorrow I'll rededicate my life. Maybe, you know, <laughs> tomorrow I'll do that. Or church, maybe next time, you know. Many times I do that. Many times, many times probably you caught up with that happens in your life so remember this thing that uh, you know one thing is important is worship start somebody said worship start with God and end with God if you get that line you are set you know what to do I'll say it again worship start with God and end with God and that is really important like what we are worshiping and what, what we are up for. And it is really, really important for us to know. As I said, Isaiah 43, 7 and 21, it says, you know, God has created us to worship, not to be worshipped. God has created to worship him, not to be worshipped. And that is really important to, you know, grasp that. And you also know that when negative worship happens in the Bible, there are lots of consequences, Right? There are lots of things happen when people didn't, uh, uh, you know, did what God asked them to do. And the first uh, list 
on their life was not God and others, then what happened? There are lots of consequences. You know that uh, we know that false worship of kind, what happened? It uh, rejected and uh, uh, his offerings were rejected and he was so mad. Then guess what? He killed his brother, right? It's bad. And and we see in uh, in Exodus 32, you know, 3,000 people dies in one day because of false worship of golden calf fashioned by Aaron, you know, right? 3,000 people. We know that king, the kingdom of Israel was divided because of the idolatry and false worship of the nations in First King 11, 31 to 33. And uh, there are so many things, you know, and we, the fall of Jerusalem is directly attributed attributable to the apostasy and false worship of the nation. Jeremiah, if you read 11, 116, 6, uh, 16, 11, 22, 9, you know, those all, you will get that. So, misdirect worship was a cause of untold hardship and suffering in Old Testament. It was not that God wanted to do because they choose to do it, you know, and they are the one, God clearly shown them what to worship, whom to worship, but clearly, like, they are the one who misdirected and uh, went to that. And it's kind of like they're hitting a corner of something, you know, hit with your leg. And what do you get? Uh, what will happen to you? It, you will be hurt. So these people end up in suffering, you know, in hardship in 70 years. Because why they are in the bondage and captivity? Because of their idolatry. And these people learn, actually, after that, uh, there are, like, uh, many years they didn't, you know, worship idol, actually. That's nothing. You will see that, you know, in, in, in the book, actually, if you read it. So here, so, you know, I hope that we know that, you know, that we are worshiping God, not the other stuffs, you know. I hope that you get this clear message that our mission is to rebuild the temple of God. And that is really important. So that should be done, and that should be, and you know, you know what? God is looking for those kind of worshippers, actually, who will worship him in, with, with what? Worship and truth, spirit and truth. And th that is important. God is seeking. God is looking for those people. Do you want to be that people? It's up to us. Do I want to be that guy, that man, that woman of God? That's, that's up to me. I'll, I'll share my story. Uh, when I became a worship leader or I was involved in uh, music uh, uh, area and there are some of the time I didn't worship God it was all about me it was all about us playing music and it was all about music and that stuff and uh, just to warn you musicians that that's important to you know very important to uh, see our heart what we are doing with it you know even the gift of music devil was a great musician he knew that I should worship the Lord with what he built me. We, uh, uh, you know, he, he created me for that, but he ended up like, nah, these people should worship me because I do a great job. You know, when I do it, everybody bow down, worship the Lord. It's because of me, you know, because I am who, uh, what I'm doing. You know, sometimes we can caught up with this thing, right? Uh, maybe there's like, sometimes I feel like, and I was, I, I was thinking in my, uh, in my beginning of the days that worship is all about music. You know, I'm like, yeah, when we do all the, you know, play music and all, great, that's what I'm doing, worshiping the Lord. And God have to really hit hard to our teams and everything that we have to be scattered, everything is gone, zero level, and we have to turn back to God for to worship Him. And and God taught us a great lessons. And, and like, no, music is, uh, uh, God, worship is more than a music, or worship is more than a life, you know, more than the things you do. 
And, and even if you do, if it's not with the right heart, then probably that's not worship. Probably there is a problem right there. Yeah, I get it. We do the things like, yeah, I'm doing it. But am I doing it with the right heart? You know, kinds of, uh, if you see the kind of offering, it was not really rotten offering or something. It said he bring the fruits. It was nice, you know, great. But I think that his heart was not right the way he bring the, it, he was not probably maybe not passionate about it. I don't know. Maybe not really like, uh, you know, I will bring it in. It's fine, you know. Maybe not really into it, you know. Even though another, another word, his brother bring an offering which is bloody, messy. But God accepted. The right heart was there, right? He get it, you know. He's like, man, this is, this is what I should do, you know. So he did it right way. So, worship is all about God. It should start with God and end with God. So, the first thing, prioritize. These guys are busy with all the things. And I want to bring a second point uh, today for my study is, and my dear friends, I will tell you this, building temple is not be all this easy, you know. Building temple is not be easy job, you know. And guess what? Bible says you are the temple of God. Right? You are the temple of God. And, and it is not easy to build a temple. And if you read Ezra chapter 4, when they started building Lilia, the foundation, I, I told you already that the people came and they just wanted to tag along, but they didn't allow him. The hindrance are there, you know. And they wrote out letters to the emperor and they stopped the work of the Lord. And uh, it's a battle, you know. There was like a conflict. And uh, what they did is they just, instead of like, no, whatever happens, we should do it. You know, God will be there and God will protect us, you know. God will do that. Uh, they didn't take that. They, instead of that, they just like, Okay, just well, maybe we'll do something else. You know, there will be times sometimes in your life, you know, in your spiritual life, yeah, because we are the temple of God, and it will be not easy. I will challenge you, my dear friends, that the day you accept Jesus Christ as a personal Savior, the battle start. Acquisition start. Because, hello, you are, you are a new creation in Jesus, and now the things you do is not the way the old people do. You probably have to go to same work in a new way, new heart, and you do the things in a new way, and probably people will not like it. You know? They want to bribe it like, no, Bibles don't allow me. Hello, I don't want to take it. You know? Probably you'll have time with that, you know? And, and there is always a chance to compromise, you know? Uh, to, and devils wants to do that. Yeah, a little bit if you do it, oh, who cares? You know, let's do it, you know? Probably, you know, that will come in our life. So, it is really important, uh, you know, that think about it, that, you know, uh, the building of temple is not it. It's a hard work you have to do. You have to go through, a, a, you know, persecution. You have to go through, a, you know, to be a very, you know, a, 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 what do you call it? the goal, refined goal. They have to go to fire. When it go through it, man, those the expensive stuffs come out of that. When the junks come out, everything come out of the, you know, diamond or gold, you know. Of, uh, go through fiery fires, that's a valuable cost, you know, costly. And, and Nepali people love gold, by the way, you know, they love gold and uh, they buy it, yellow gold especially, you know, uh, they love it. And 
So, remember that you, know, you are a temple of God. The things you are doing is important, but above all, you are important to God. Above all, He wants you, He wants your heart to God, wants to dwell in your life. He is interested when He dwells in your life, when you do things and it comes out with love, with adoration for the Lord, you know? But not for the sake of just doing things. I just somebody schedule me, I will do it, you know? You have to have that passions and all. If you don't have it, probably you will be, you know, uh, backed up like these people with small acquisition, with small fiery trials. You'll be like, nah, I'm done. And I don't want to be, be in this situation. You'll be done, my dear friends. So it is challenging, but I want to assure you that God is always there. And I want to assure you that Jesus said, I am more than a conqueror. Just take that, take that victory and walk. You know, like, God is with me. Who cares, you know? Let it come. I have a bulletproof vest. Who cares? The bullet. Come on, man. Bring it, right? That's what <laughs> you should, you know, go for it and think about that God can do it and, and that God is in your sight. And devil is always looking for you to devour it, as it said, like a lion, you know? Always offer it to take away from God thing, to worship him, you know? Get you busy on other stuffs. Don't get me wrong that you should not be busy with other things. You can. You can do your stuffs for family and all. You should take care of family. You should do that. But let it be in our list. God is worshipped. You know, all those things we have. We are thankful to God. We, we remember that because of you, God, whatever I have, it's yours. If I'm yours and all of this thing is yours, right? There's no questions, God, like, uh, is it mine? I have to ask. These people, God have to say? No, God have to say, my people, you are my people. That's what we want to heard. I want to hear. So that is really important. And, um, and I, I will really quickly uh, um, bring to a third point is, you know, within, when they heard this message, if you read it, uh, the last, uh, uh, from 14, um, God spiritually moves, and within 23 days, people responded to the God word, Right? They really responded and they quickly responded like, God, man, what we have been doing is really bad. I think we need to repent and I think we need to get started. Let's do it, you know. And that's really uh, cool to see that how God works when he speaks. And it is a blessing when God's people respond quick. God people say, yes, Lord, I know I am a sinner. I'm a filthy guy right now. Let's do it, God. Let's, I'll give my life when you turn back from your evil stuff. And God really loves that, you know. That's what these people do, you know. And one of the key things about worshiping God is obeying God, you know. And book of James 1.22 said, Don't be only hearer, but doer of the word. How many times we have heard the word of God? You probably count and you'll be tired of it. But how many times we did it? That is important. How many times we obey God and how many times we follow through it? How many times we become a doer, you know? So that is really important for us, you know? And if we're not doing it, we're just becoming here. The book of James says, you are cheating yourselves, actually, you know? You are just confused. You are just cheating yourselves, and that's not good. So that is very cool thing. And and when we obey God, when we answer his call, you know, when we uh, do the things when God calls us, you know, there is always a blessings. There is always God, like, move in a, such a way, 
you know, you will see that, man, what God is doing is so wonderful. You'll be amazed. You'll be uh, stones. You'll be like, you know, like, wow, God, what you're doing in my life. I cannot even imagine, you know. And that's, that's really it's important from, for our life that we hear the word and obey it. And that is really cool if we do it. And here we see within 23 days, not in overnight they did it. It took some time. But I think it's the quickest time they, they hear the word and they obey it. They started rebuilding the house of the Lord. So my dear friends, what I will bring to a conclusion for you today is, as you move forward in a new year, I hope you will, you will think about what is your priority will be next year. You know, what you will choose. And uh, is it uh, all the things you decide and do is it will be worshipful to God. You know, like, am I rebuilding my temples every day, you know, because God said, I will dwell in you. Am I trying my best to do it, you know, keep a clean temple, keep pure myself and that God can dwell, you know, in us. So that's, <clears throat> that's I think, we should ponder on. And, you know, if God is speaking to you uh, through his word, through his people, I don't know, God have a million of ideas to talk with the people, right? God sometimes speaks with audible voice. I don't know, sometimes from dreams, crazy, right, from some creations. Whenever we go, like, God is speaking. If you feel that, just pray and obey. That's what I will say. If God is showing you to go to a mission field, just go, you know. Say, here I am, God, I will go. Jump in the plane and go, you know. And God will provide and lead, right? And if it's God showing anything to, it's extra challenging, it's an adventure. But hey, we like adventure movies. Let's do it with the, and guess what? With the Lord, with you, and why not we should do it? Let's do it, you know? And, and um, that's my prayer for all of us today.